Hi, King's Arms family. I hope you're doing really well. As Shah said, my name is Wendy, um, but I'm not actually going to be speaking from James today. Uh, there's been a slight change of plan. I actually just want to speak to us about Jesus today. Uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like in the last season, I feel like I'm falling in love with Jesus again. I feel like I'm being freshly amazed at who he is. And I don't know if I've been a Christian for a long time now, and I think it's very easy for us to become over familiar with Jesus and the fact that we get to be in relationship with him. And I just want to help us today just to look at him afresh and to look at what we can learn about Jesus by looking at some stories from the Gospels, just so that we get blown away again by who he is, how amazing he is, the fact that we get to be in relationship with him. I want to fix our eyes on Jesus today. And if you're joining and you, you don't yet know Jesus, then I want to introduce you to some of the things I love about Jesus. There's so much we could talk about, but I just want us to focus on a few different things. And if you're joining and you don't yet, don't yet know Jesus, I want to encourage you, let your heart be open to receive this truth because Jesus is amazing and he he is calling you and he longs for a relationship with you and so i'm just praying that the holy spirit is really going to speak to us as we look at this stuff and yeah holy spirit would you help us help us open the eyes of our heart to see jesus more clearly as a result of today i pray amen amen well the first thing i want to talk about the fact is the fact that jesus loves to choose all of us and he loves to use all of us in his purposes on the earth. You know, if you're a Christian and you're watching, you have been called into an adventure with Jesus to see his kingdom come wherever you go. And no one is excluded. And I absolutely love that about Jesus. You know, it's so easy, isn't it, to look at other people and compare ourselves to them and think they're so much better at this, that and the other. And easy for us to disqualify ourselves and think of all the reasons why we can't be used by God. But the truth is that Jesus loves to use everyone and no one is disqualified. We all have a part to play. And we get to see that by looking at Jesus' choice of disciples. I just love looking at the people Jesus chose to be his disciples. It, it just gives me great encouragement because they had a load of weaknesses. You know, look at Peter. He was all very bravado and courage and confidence and yet he got stuff really wrong. So when, when, when the people came to arrest Jesus, he got so angry and feisty that he drew his sword and cut off an official's ear. I can't imagine. Can you imagine being the leader in that scenario and having to juggle? What do I do? They've just cut someone's ear off. And I just, I just love watching Jesus in this scenario. He, he kind of said to Peter, Peter, this is not how we're going to do this. He heals the official's ear and then he's taken away. He's taken away to be beaten and tried. And then Peter, obviously, at Jesus' most low point where he really needed Peter the most, Peter denies Jesus three times. And yet Jesus still chooses Peter and uses him and uses him to launch the church. It's incredible. Jesus can use anyone and longs to do so. James and John, otherwise known as the Sons of Thunder, how did they get that nickname? Well, there was one point at which a Samaritan village rejected Jesus and they said, Jesus, should we call down fire from heaven to destroy the whole village? And Jesus again has to say, guys, that's not how I'm doing it. I've come to bring peace. Sons of thunder. And yet Jesus calls them and uses them in his purposes. Matthew, the tax collector, rejected and despised by people and yet Jesus picks him out and says, come and follow me. Mary Magdalene, 
totally bound up with spiritual oppression and yet Jesus sees her and picks her out and says, come and follow me. And I want to say, guys, nothing disqualifies us. All of us have got good works to do that God has prepared in advance for us. Jesus can use everyone and he loves to use us. And here's the deal. No one is disqualified, whether you're rich or poor, male or female, married or single. You have kids, you don't have kids, you feel confident or scared if you're healthy or sick. If you're an introvert or an extrovert, nothing disqualifies you from being used by Jesus. In fact, I think the less capable we feel, the better, because it gives Jesus all the glory. You know, I think people should look at our lives and think, how on earth have they been able to do X, Y, Z? And we're we're able to then say, it's because of him, it's because of his grace, it's because of his empowering presence in my life. I want to say to you today, you have been called into an adventure with Jesus and no one is disqualified. And that's something I love about Jesus. He can take the most broken person, the most despised person, the most rejected person, the person who is most most full of shame, and he can bring them into his kingdom and say, I've got a plan for you. I've got a purpose for you. And I want to tell you, if you're listening, don't discount yourself. Jesus wants to use you. That's the first thing. Second thing I love about Jesus is the fact that he is our provider. He is our provider. He loves to provide. He is brilliant at providing. And it's something that is so important, I think, particularly in this season of financial strain and pressure for us to be aware of that Jesus, the Jesus that we follow and worship, is brilliant at providing what we need. And it's not just what we need, it's over and above what we need. And we can see that when we look at the story in the Gospels where Jesus feeds the 5,000. I love this story. Again, a very familiar story if you've been around in the church for a while. Um, if, you, if you haven't, this will be new to you, but you're going to learn something beautiful about Jesus. And so the situation is Jesus is, uh, he's actually withdrawn from the crowds because he's heard that his cousin, John the Baptist, has died. So he's taken himself off to be on his own. But the crowds get wind of where he is. And because Jesus is so attractive and so appealing, they they rush to follow him. They want to hear from him. They want to be around him. And so this whole crowd has gathered around Jesus and he's been teaching them and he's been healing all of their sick and he's been doing the stuff that his father has called him to do. And then it gets to a point where the crowd is getting hungry and Jesus is aware that these people are getting hungry and they're quite a way away from where they could get food. And the disciples are aware of it too. And they come to Jesus and say, Jesus, these guys are getting hungry. It's going to be dark soon. Let's send them away so they can get food. But Jesus turns to his disciples. I love this about Jesus. He turned to his disciples and he says to them, you get them something to eat. You get them something to eat. This is Jesus wanting to bring them into partnership with him in doing the stuff that he's doing. But the disciples freak out and they're like, what do you mean we get something to eat? We've only got five loaves and two fish. This is not going to work. And uh, Jesus says, bring it to me. So he takes the small amount of food that they have and he looks to his father in heaven and he blesses the food. And then he says to his disciples, now distribute the food. And there's 5,000 plus people here. And so the disciples start to give the food out. And as they start to give the food out, the food starts to multiply in their hands until everyone gets fed and has their fill and they're completely satisfied. And then Jesus says, 
go and pick up the leftovers. And this is what blows my mind. Each disciple has a basket and they go and pick up the leftovers and they end up with 12 baskets full of leftover food from such a small offering. I tell you, I love this story because it shows us something of Jesus' heart to provide and not just provide what's needed. My favourite part of this story actually is the 12 basketfuls left over. And you can read this story and think, what on earth was that about? What a waste! What a waste of food! Surely Jesus should have just provided just enough for the people. But there's 12 basketfuls of food left over. What a waste! Why is that happening? Why is that included in the story? Why did Jesus do that? Well, I think it's to teach us that he is a saviour who doesn't just love to provide what we need, but he's lavish. He's lavish in his generosity and he loves us. He loves to give us above and beyond what we need. He is a lavish God and Jesus loves to provide. And guys, we can take such comfort from that. And I know there'll be some of you watching who you, you are feeling the pinch at the moment. You are feeling the financial strain. You might be feeling relational strain. This is not just about finances, but there's need. There's areas of needs that you have and you're, you're scared and you're worried and it's, it's causing stress. And I want to say to you, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Be amazed again at the fact that he is a God who loves to provide that he can take little, he can take very little and multiply it to provide for what we need, but also more than what we need because he's a lavish God. He is a generous and lavish God. And so I just want to encourage us, let's look at Jesus and receive that truth. Let that truth about him being a providing saviour bring peace to your heart right now for whatever it is that you are facing, whatever it is that you need. You have a, a God in heaven. You have a saviour, Jesus, who loves to provide. He is a provider. And he's so generous. He's so generous and lavish towards us. And then I want to talk about another thing about Jesus that I love. And it's to do with his heart and his, his willingness to enter into our pain. You know, there's different things going on for those of us watching, you know, difficult difficulties, challenges, struggles, all sorts of stuff. There's, there's, there's lots of challenges going on around us. But we follow a saviour who is not indifferent about our pain. He's not distant from our pain. He's not, he's not a mechanical God. He's not a robot. He is a relational God. And Jesus enters into our pain and feels it with us. And he doesn't tell us to get over it quickly. He enters in and gives us space to feel it with him. And I just, I just think that's amazing. And we can see this again in the gospels when one of Jesus' friends, Lazarus, gets sick. And Mary and Martha, who are sisters of Lazarus, they know where Jesus is and they send word to Jesus and they say, Jesus, your friend Lazarus is sick, come quickly. Why? Because they know that Jesus heals. And so their thinking is Jesus will come and he will pray for Lazarus and Lazarus will be healed and restored. And so they send for Jesus, but Jesus stays where he is a few days longer. And he actually says to the people there, I'm going to stay a little bit longer here because he knows Lazarus is going to die, 
but he then, he then is going to go and raise him from the dead. And so he says, I'm going to stay here a bit longer because there's an incredible miracle that my father wants to do. But Mary and Martha don't know that this is Jesus' plan. And so Lazarus dies and then Jesus comes along and you see the grief that the sisters are carrying. And at one point, Jesus joins Mary and other mourners at the tomb and he sees that they're weeping. And in John eleven thirty three, it says this, when Jesus saw her weeping, this is Mary, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And then later on, Jesus is recorded as weeping himself. And I just find this whole thing totally mind-blowing when I look at Jesus here because Jesus knew that he was about to raise Lazarus from the dead. Jesus knew that that was the plan all along. He was, he was meant to stay away for a bit longer. Lazarus would die. He would come along and raise Lazarus from the dead. And now he's in the situation and seeing the people mourning. You know, he could easily just jump in and say, guys, don't cry, don't panic, I'm here and I'm gonna do an amazing miracle. Lazarus is gonna come back to life, don't cry. And yet he doesn't say that at all. He enters into the pain of Mary and Martha and the other mourners. He cries with them, he stands with them, he gives them space to express what they're feeling and to feel what they're feeling. He doesn't tell them they should rush on and get over it already. He enters into their pain. Jesus is full of compassion for you. He's full of compassion for you. When you grieve, when you're in pain, he is close and he enters into that pain with you. And the reality is he knows the plan for your life as well. And he knows the plan for my life. And the same could be true for us. He could rock up in our pain and in our grief and say, don't cry, don't worry, I'm here, I'm close. I've got a plan. There's a resurrection coming. He could, he could say that to us. But he doesn't. He doesn't because he's a, he's a saviour who enters in to our pain. Jesus is full of compassion. He is full of empathy. He is the one who loves to come alongside us and comfort us. And some of you need to know that. You need to hear that because you're in a situation at the moment that is hard and painful and you feel lost and you feel broken. And you need to know that you have a saviour who is close to you and he is drawing near to you and he is feeling what you are feeling and he's not left you and he's not abandoned you, but he is close and he's entering into your pain. Jesus is amazing. He is such an incredible savior and friend. And you know, the last thing is in this story, the truth is that he did raise Lazarus from the dead the truth is, guys, that no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, no matter what's going on around the world, we have a saviour who has won. When he died on the cross and he said, it is finished, he meant it. And he is now in the place of complete victory over the planet, over your life, over your family, over your job, over your finances, over your health. He is in a place of complete victory. He enters into our pain, but he's also the, the savior who rises again from the dead, who is full of resurrection power and life, and who loves to pour out his resurrection and power and life into your life and into your circumstance and to, into this planet. 
And the reality is, guys, there is hope. There is always hope. We serve a God who enables us to always feel hope because he is the resurrection and the life. And I just feel faith right now as I come in for a land. I want to pray for you who are watching, for breakthrough, for situations you find yourself in. You know, we, we follow a Jesus who loves to use everybody. He's provider. He loves to provide miraculously. He enters into our pain. He's also the resurrection and the life. Nothing is too difficult for him. And I want to stand with us today and to pray that the God of resurrection power would break into your situation and that the Holy Spirit would open our eyes to see Jesus more clearly and to know him more closely and to fall more in love with him. What a saviour we follow. What a saviour we follow. And so let's just let's just pray and if you are here, you're watching, you don't yet know Jesus, I want to encourage you to pray a prayer to say, Jesus, there's still so much I don't understand. But if you're real, if, if this picture that Wendy's painted of you is real, I wanna know you. Would you come into my heart? Would you come and show me who you are, Jesus? I encourage you to pray that right now and let Jesus come and meet with you. And for the rest of us, if you need a breakthrough, if you just need, you just need to know Jesus working in your heart, in your life, in your family, in your job, whatever it might be. If you just know, I need to see Jesus more clearly. I need to know him breaking in. Just receive. You might want to just open your hands to him, open your heart to him. And I'm just going to pray. Holy Spirit, would you show us Jesus? Open our eyes to see how beautiful and incredible and majestic and victorious Jesus is. Jesus, come and reveal yourself. We recognise that there is so much more for us to grasp about who you are. And I want to pray that you would open the eyes of our heart right now to see you more clearly. I want to pray for my brothers and sisters as a result of today we would all fall more in love with you Jesus we would all be increasingly amazed at you and Jesus I want to thank you that you use everyone you provide you are a lavish and generous provider that you enter into our pain and that you are the resurrection and the life and I want to pray right now for the reality of all of that truth to be made known in those watching Jesus, would you come with your resurrection power, with your supernatural provision, with your empowering presence, with your compassion and your mercy, and would you come and meet with every single person right now? Thank you, Father, that you know exactly what we need and that you are the answer. Just feel like some of you, you just need to surrender your own efforts to God. Some of you have just been trying, you've just been holding on for dear life and trying to make stuff work. And I feel like the invitation to you is to surrender. Surrender your life again to him. Surrender your situation to him. Say, Jesus, I trust you. I give this to you. I surrender to you. Come and do what only you can do, Jesus.
I just want to pray particularly for anyone wrestling with anxiety in this season. Holy Spirit, would you break in? Jesus, would you draw near? And I pray for peace just to fill people's hearts right now. Jesus, we thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. And so Jesus, would you come and replace anxiety with supernatural peace right now in your precious name. Jesus, show us more of who you are so that we are amazed at you. Also so that we can reveal you to others wherever we go. What our saviour. We love you, Jesus. We give you all the glory. Amen.